It's NFL Week 10, and you've got to ask yourself, who are the must plays of this key week with a lot of fun games, a lot more than we certainly had uh, last week in the battle of all the bad QBs. But today here on Splash Play, we're going to build lineups a bunch of different ways. We're going to hand build one using the advanced analytics that I swear by from sites like Sports Info Solutions, Pro Football Reference, and a lot more. Number two, we are then going to optimize some lineups using projections from Stochastic, one of the leaders out there in their fantasy projections and ones that are just used by a lot of people. So that'll tell us what the field's going to do. Number three, are going to simulate some Linus as well using Stochastic to find out who the Sims think are the best plays. Then on the menu, an underdog battle royale, an underdog pick em slip. We've got it all coming up here today. As always, this is your fantasy football gauntlet for week 10. And uh, let's kick it off right away with a player that I think is very important to discuss, a player that fits the thesis of a lot of what we talk about in fantasy football, Mr. Tony Pollard, who is on the thumbnail. Tony Pollard, last few weeks, busting his chalk, disappointing uh, dozens, dozens, thousands, millions maybe of people uh, playing fantasy football. I probably should have gone the opposite way of going bigger to smaller. Either way, though, Tony Pollard, uh, not over 10 fantasy points the last two games, including spots where he was very chalky against the Rams, a little bit less chalky against the Eagles have still picked up more ownership and you'd probably think because the high total in that game, despite a bad matchup against the Eagles D Chargers had an okay game, but Niners bad game, New England, bad game, passable games against the Cardinals, passable games against the Jets, good game against the Giants. Is this the week again? Tony Pollard can do it. I am not a Tony, uh, Tony Pollard stand. If you followed splash play throughout the entire offseason, the entire best ball period, of course, we're drafting players. Tony Pollard, a guy where I had some pangs of regret for not getting some amount of just because of what the workload could be. But I did have my concerns about the Dallas offense. And oddly, the guy who's beating my concerns about the Dallas offense is CeeDee Lamb. It's not been Tony Pollard. He's less efficient as he was in the back half of last year. He hasn't been as good of a player. That said, this is one of the biggest point spreads, one of the lowest totals for an imposing team you're ever going to see. The Giants this week have 11 implied points, and I've said this earlier in the week. I've now been doing professional content, if you want to call Splash by that, uh, but between Football Outsiders, between Stochastic, between all of that, been doing this now for five years. And that includes every single week doing the prep, every week looking at implied totals, all of that. I've not seen a total as low as 11 points for the Giants. I also haven't eye test wise uh, seen that bad of a situation as Tommy DeVito is at QB. He is incredibly bad at every facet of the game. 63% catchable ball rate, 5.2 air yards per target, negative uh, 0.92 EPA per pass, negative 0.31 EPA per rush. He doesn't do anything. So this is a week where... Dallas can absolutely throw it to CeeDee Lamb, can cut their pedal to the metal, can throw it, you know, just really until the cows come home. That what God, that expression is not one that comes out of my mouth very often. Uh, but they can throw it as much as they want, and they have been throwing it more than ex expectation in the last few weeks. But this is a week where I just don't know why you would do that. You could just run Tony Pollard a hundred times, and that's it. Obviously, you could also, uh, like the chat is saying, Rico will probably outscore him this week. You definitely could do that as well. You go to Rico Daddle, the guy that local reporters have speculated that might be taking some role of Tony Pollard's if things don't look better for Pollard. So I think this is a make or break week. And as you guys know, on this show, I do love make or break weeks. This is definitely one of them. Tony Pollard, you are in my lineup for this week. And I do think he'll be a key part of what I do on DraftKings this week as well. 28 implied points for Dallas. So again, a 17 point favorite. Again, it could get there through the pass game. Absolutely. People might be playing that as well. Tony Pollard, 17% projected ownership from Stochastic, 22% projected ownership from uh, ETR as well. So Tony Pollard going to be chalky. I think he comes in under that because he has burned people so many times. And if that is the case, I will go where there is some blood in the streets. TGIF Spags Nugs. Yes, it is TGIF indeed. Happy Friday as well from our pal Dustin. Appreciate you guys being here. Kyle Phillips week is not a thought that I would have. Kyle Phillips in a showdown, perhaps. Um, are there some more injuries? I guess Traylon Burks being out. I don't know. I think that tends to consolidate more towards DeAndre Hopkins. But I actually, you know, Zach here leading me to a player that I do want to talk about. I don't know that I believe it's Kyle Phillips week. I do kind of believe, and this feels like a real donkey move, but uh, I think it's Will Levis week. <laughs> so this is where this is where I'm going to make my bet and lose people right away on this live stream. But Will Levis last week came back down to earth on that Thursday night game against Pittsburgh. Uh, under 10 DK points in that one, 22 for 39 through a pick, no TDs. Against Atlanta, though, they'd have the four TDs. This is a matchup where... 
for what Will Levis has shown so far, I really do believe that he can pay off in the spot. So Tampa Bay's defense, why did CJ Stroud have such success against them last week? Uh, a couple things jumped out to me. Number one, uh, they are a positive EPA per dropback team, or Tampa Bay has been on the year. Uh, EPA dropback, EPA per pass, both positive numbers. So that was something that was on both sides of that game. Uh, so that jumped out to me as you know, the why, how could this game go off in a way that nobody anticipated, including Vegas? Uh, number two would be that Will Levis throws the ball deep at the highest rate in the league right now. He throws it deep seven times per game, uh, throwing it deep would for me encapsulate a 20 plus air yard. So for Will Levis, I think that he has shown a lot of the traits that I like in a player. He's only running four times per game. If that number were five to 10, uh, Levis, I think would be a stronger play. But I think that for $5,300 salary, for what he could do, I think Baker can probably pull his side as well. Um, I think this is a game that actually does have a whiff of shootout potential. Uh, and for a single entry, for the sake of content, to do something different than any other stream out there is going to tell you the Bengals project really well this week. Yes, the Bengals do project really well this week. Uh, for me, though, I'm going to go a different path here, and that is going to be stacking up the Tennessee Titans. Yes, vomit stack week. And, of course, excited for the NBA Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Shadow Dog, I keep up with the NBA, but I am not prepped enough to even do NBA content unless I do my my whole thing. I have a whole, I prepare data, I make my own projections. So for NBA, it's like a level of a curated touch that I just can't give you if I'm not all the way there right now. All right, who else are we going to go to? Who do we stack up with our beloved Will Levis? Because he obviously got to stack him up at least once, if not twice. Uh, Traylon Burks not back in practice. So as our guy Zach, uh, I guess, iterated there in chat that it could be a Kyle Phillips week, could also be a Chig week. Uh, I think in this spot, I would favor the guy getting the most slot snaps or slot targets. And that would, in fact, be DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins on the year, 29 targets out of the slot, 0.44 EPA per target. On the year, the Bucks giving up a 0.38 EPA to slot uh, receivers going against them. So uh, that was something last week where I think some of Tank Dell's biggest plays, if I'm recalling correctly, were out of the slot. Uh, Tank does, in general, run out of the slot a lot. Uh, so does Noah Brown. So Nico Collins, more the outside receiver. He had the tougher day. So Hopkins can play both outside. He might actually play outside a little bit more this week uh, because of the fact that you are going to see no Traylon Burks, most likely. But I think that this play looks pretty good for Hopkins, no matter where he goes. And Hopkins, obviously the alpha target earner here. We are going to Andre Hopkins. Let's see, all right. Stacks, please tell me my BBM Miami stacks and top 10,000 will be okay after the buy. Nothing is consuming more. I am sorry for Carlos. I do think it is going to be a tough week. A lot of teams I know for me that are out this week, including Miami. Uh, who's the other one? Uh, Chiefs out this week is not great for one of my teams as well. That's a top finisher on DraftKings. Uh, it's not great. You're definitely going to go down, but that's, you know, that's best ball. At least they're going down for a bye week and not going down because of you having them all injured. <laughs> as, as my shares of Anthony Richardson, of course, uh, my shares of J.K. Dobbins can attest. Uh, that's not the most fun, uh, but we all have injuries. That's best ball war of attrition. We've said that time and time again, who else do we go to here? Do we go with a double stack? Uh, as I've talked about before, sometimes a slot matchup can be a proxy uh, for a good tight end matchup as well. Uh, so Chig and Conquo, it could be in the mix. Uh, Nick Westbrook-Akine, I think, can also be in the mix as a big play guy who is very cheap, a $3,400 salary on him. I think that might be a little bit of a hero play to go to. So let's see if we can hold off on these players for the most part. So what about the Bengals game? Bengals going to be pretty chalky this week. Does seem like T. Higgins will be uh, out, so that is going to lead to a lot of ownership coming Jamar Chase's way. Jamar Chase's intention is to play this week. So Jamar Chase, we saw the dud game last week. We did have two plays that could have been touchdowns in the last one against Buffalo. Uh, Chase, we know, can be an alpha target earner. The last time we saw no T. Higgins was the 19 for 192 day, or 19 targets, rather, for 192 yards day that he had against Arizona. I think Jamar Chase is a solid play. You know, I normally don't think is a good play, though is Joe Mixon. And I think in this spot, it could be a Joe Mixon spot. Not the greatest matchup on paper going against the Houston run defense on the year. They are negative 0.08 EPA per rush, uh, but they are giving up a good amount of running back targets, a 0.18 EPA per running back target there. Joe Mixon does have 29 targets on the year as a running back. Um, that is something too, where just having more pass game volume to go around, I think could benefit Mixon. I am not a Mixon slappy, but I do think with what we are going to see on the optimizer in a moment, there's going to be a lot of Bengals sacks going around. There's going to be a lot of five-man Bengals, four-man Bengals coming up. I don't think I want to be with that. I think I want to try to consolidate the production and say that that game doesn't shoot out but the one that I'm targeting, the Tennessee, uh, Tennessee, Tampa Bay game is going to be the one that hopefully does shoot out. Um, and nobody's going to be on that one. So this is what we're going with right here. 
other matchups that do seem relevant to hit on before we build in, I guess, some more Tennessee, Tampa Bay kind of guys. We do have Detroit and the Chargers being a matchup that should have some scoring, especially on Detroit side. I do think that Detroit should be able to get some production going. It's a Chargers defense that on the year we've talked about a lot, not very good defending the pass. 0.05 EPA per dropback, 0.06 EPA per pass, uh, bad in every facet around the field as well. They're bad when they're playing man, 0.06 EPA there, bad when they're playing zone, 0.01 EPA there. So who's that going to benefit? Potentially, I think it could be an Amon Ross St. Brown spot. I do think Sam Laporta, perfectly fine play as well, but Amon Ra, we haven't seen the ceiling so much lately. I don't think the ownership is going to be that high on him, especially relative to, again, a game environment that should be a little more shootout, uh, close to a shootout, I guess would be what I would say. Uh, the Chargers, I think, are going to struggle against Detroit's defense, uh, but I do think that Detroit should have a lot of success against the Chargers offense. So I'm going to go uh, with Amon Ross St. Brown in this lineup, and we'll see. I I don't think there's anybody else I would go to there because you do have Donovan Peoples-Jones coming in. Uh, he is questionable right now. Theoretically, though, could be a guy that takes some snaps away, uh, definitely from Jamison Williams, maybe a few from Josh Reynolds as well, and maybe he does take some targets away from Amon Ra, but I think, if anything, that just opens things up a, more, a little bit more for Amon Ra. Uh, so I think this could be a nice spot for him, and uh, with Amon Ra, we know what the volume is. We know what the deal is for him as a player. On this week, where the, we don't have, again, don't have Tyreek, obviously don't have Justin Jefferson. He's not likely to be back in. Uh, Keaton Allen's been a bust for a few weeks in a row. Jamar Chase is going to be the chalk. CeeDee Lamb's probably also the chalk. Um, I think going to Amon Ra is probably one player that doesn't pick up as much ownership as he probably should. All right, so we have some chats about Seattle here. Uh, and see, I'm a Seahawks fan, and that's the game I'm going to this week. Going against Commanders has been a very good spot, and the Commanders, too, have traded two guys away, so I have no issue with that. The biggest issue I have with the Commanders matchup overall um, for Seattle's side is that so Walker was banged up, didn't practice Wednesday, did practice Thursday. Uh, Walker, I would still expect to be the lead back um, in terms of the red zone work at the very least, but we're now seeing a 50-50 timeshare where Charbonnet actually did have more snaps last week than Kenneth Walker. I don't think that's great for Walker, so I don't think he'd be the player that I would go to here. Uh, DK Metcalf, a bit highly priced for what he's done historically. I don't think I can afford him in this build at 6,800. Uh, DK Metcalf also banged up, might not go this week, did not practice yesterday, so we'll check the news on that one. Obviously, check it tomorrow uh, to make sure that he's actually going to be in. If he's not in, that's going to big, uh, be a big boost to Tyler Lockett as well as JSN, uh, Jack Smith, and Jigba. <sighs> but I can't afford $6,800 DK Metcalf. This is such a high price for a guy that I might have to swap anyway after the stream is over. Mm. Nobody do for a run good more than DK Metcalf, though. Uh, but yeah, I think, so this is why, to me, like, I agree that it could be a fun game. I think people are going to game stack this one a little bit more than they probably should. Um, at least that's my read from some of the content I've taken in where people have been like, this is the secret shootout of the week. Um, so I don't know. I think this game might get a little bit steamy, especially if DK Metcalf is out. I feel like both sides could get a little bit steamy for sure. Um, yeah, Metcalf, this price tag, I don't love it, but let's keep him in for now. Let's see if we can get cheaper with the defense Cowboys D again. I don't know how you wouldn't want to go here, but at 4,400, obviously you are It's sort of a limiting factor there because of the matchup, because of the low total for the giants in that game. I do think the Cowboys D picks up a little bit more ownership than a $4,400 defense normally would, you know, I don't know that we need to do. Yeah. I'm thinking like giants D is kind of interesting to do, uh, just on the hope that, uh, maybe they get a pick or something, and that's what's their score in that game. You know, I think that's certainly within the range of outcomes. They're probably not in a build where we have Tony Pollard. Can the Jaguars get after? The Cardinals, maybe not a bad play. Cardinals, D, nothing to write home about, but going against Taylor Heineke, do you think Heineke is a better player uh, than Desmond Ritter is? But Heineke on the year, let's see. You have 56% catchable ball rate, 1.5% interception rate. So he's not getting picked like league average is about 3%. It doesn't take a lot of pressure. 24% pressure rate. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go with Cardinals D just because of the price tag. But I guess you could talk me into going Jags D. Jags D against Brock Purdy, who hasn't made any mistakes, perhaps due to make a mistake. Let's yeah, let's go Jags D. Fuck it. Well, let's let's get weird here. I do believe the Niners again. If they did the right things during their bye week, they should come out more aggressive offensively. But maybe that does lead to a turnover. The Niners have been kind of snake bitten, kind of cursed this year. So I think Jags D is an interesting one to go to. And here we go. Jags D is my punt this week. Hyatt week against the Cowboys and against and again with Tommy DeVito. Like Tommy DeVito is just really not good. Um, in a way that I think is, uh, I don't know, man. I know you trust that. Um, let's put in Westbrook Akine to make this a double stack. Now, now that we see where the money is flowing for the most part, I'm going to keep Metcalf and go Westbrook Akine and we'll save some money with that. We have 4,300 left at tight end. Kyle Pitts week. 
<laughs> is it is it finally Kyle Pitts week? Mm. Going against an Arizona defense doesn't defend tight ends that well. Obviously, we still have the Johnu Smith part of it there. A Johnu is cheaper this week, but that probably means that with the box score last week, Johnu Smith, of course, did break that big play. I would think that Johnu might pick up a little ownership here, where it's Kyle Pitts being higher priced, not coming off a recent good game. All right, guys, I've not been a Kyle Pitts player all year long. Let's go Kyle Pitts. Let's go Kyle Pitts. Why not? Here's the final team we're going to put into the huddle here. 10K to first place, single entry. Will Levis, Tony Pollard, Joe Mixon, DeAndre Hopkins, Amon Ross St. Brown, Nick Westbrook-Akine, Kyle Pitts, DK Metcalf. Again, if Metcalf doesn't play, I could swap this to Lockett. I could change some stuff around. I would think, though, that Lockett becomes the higher higher floor play. I think relative to the values, though, JSN becomes a much better value play and probably a chalky value play. And we find out before Sunday, before the late game start, uh, that Metcalf can't go. Uh, but Metcalf will be in here for now. Jaguars D, that closes us out. Let's enter it. Let's move it on. Now let's see what the actual projections stay. Of course, on Stochastic. Stochastic has the top projected players, and I will refresh to make sure this is right. Hot off the presses. Hot off the digital presses. DeVito's not the answer of Hyatt, I'm afraid to say. That's the list of players to avoid. <laughs> Great. Good to know. Oh, also, I apparently didn't share my Chrome window. I shared my Chrome tab. One second here. We got to go to the window. That's how we do it here on the gauntlet. Oh, DK, go with Bobo. Bobo for like an afternoon slate play. I think for a main slate, I still probably wouldn't play Bobo. But like to get leverage on people in the afternoon, I think Bobo's like he did it the last time that happened. All right, top projected players. And let's sort it by just the main slate because we don't give a shit about Josh Allen. Josh Allen, on Monday, I'll care about you for right now. You can go to hell. Dak Prescott, top projected play. Joe Burrow, top projected play. Keenan Allen. So Keenan Allen's going to come up a lot, huh? Keenan Allen and Jamar Chase, very high projections on both these guys. And C.D. Lamb. So this is really it. And going to Amon Ra here, just because of the nature of the salaries and then having the lowest projection and not a better value, I mean, a barely better value. I don't think people get to Amon Ra here. I think they're going to go Allen, Chase, Lamb. So I think that was the right move for the huddle entry. Top value plays in the slate, according to Stochastic. Trey McBride, he's, I think he's going to be pretty chalky. Um, we'll see in a moment here. Geno Smith, Baker Mayfield, Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy. Those are the value guys. Kenny Pickett, never, never. I just, I don't care. I'm so glad, by the way, before the season, of course, you guys know, I was big on George Pickens, who I think paid off recently, you know, decently well until Deontay is back in. We'll see. See the squeaky wheel narratives for Pickens. And then Christian Watson, who's been a gigantic bust, but I loved him in the offseason, thought he'd be a breakout player this year. And I was like, I should go to this Pittsburgh Green Bay game. One of my best friends lives in Pittsburgh. I should go do that. How fucking blessed am I that I am not going to that game? I don't even care if both guys go off. I just wouldn't want to be there with the anxiety of like, I can't believe I spent a thousand dollars for on field tickets to go do this shit. So uh I don't know, man. <laughs> it's either way though, this maybe this will be the week it goes off, but fuck man. I'm very glad I didn't I didn't splurge on that one and, and convince my friend to go and leave his wife and baby to go do that shit. Uh ownership though. So TJ Hawk is to be the top owned play. Trey McBride, Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon chalk, Joe Mixon chalk. I did not, I didn't think that was going to be the case, but okay. Jamar Chase, Amon Ross St. What the fuck, man? I don't think this ownership is correct. I disagree vehemently, but let's run it through the, through the optimizer. Let's see what we get. Let me make sure I have the projections in. All right. I think because I so I did run the optimizer before the show on my own computer just to get a, like a quick read on what's going on because like I do like coming in like I like coming in cold and doing it but I don't think it's the best enough for you guys uh, if I'm coming completely cold uh, so I don't want to dig in too deeply but I do want to get kind of a read on the overall um, and I did see a lot of Bengal sacks coming up though that was with the blended ETR projections with stochastic oh this is also including Thursday we don't give a shit about Thursday all right here we go. Uh, so, okay, so I guess it's the ETR side popping the Bengals projections then. Uh, so good to know. So ETR, I guess, higher on the Bengals because I did merge the projections together and ran a crunch before the show and was like, holy shit, every lineup has five Bengals. What is going on? So not that crazy here. Uh, but I think the stochastic projections still have Higgins in, so that might be part of it. Yeah, they've got Higgins getting a 14.9 fancy point projection. So uh, Stochastic's data is not going to be the best to look at right now because of that. Uh, but Chase being highly projected, obviously he's at 20% right now with them assuming that Higgins is going to be in. That means that Chase is probably going to be closer to every lineup. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins did not, man, 
I did not think this was a projection play. I thought this was like, a, ooh, Spags is going to get weird, and we're going to look like a madman doing our Friday stream thing. And I guess Hopkins is in 100% of lineups here, so fuck me. Uh, what do we know? Mitzen Chalk isn't surprising with the injuries of wide receiver. I guess so. Like, I think he benefits a little bit from the injuries of wide receiver, but I don't think it makes him like a better version of himself. He is coming off a pretty good game against Buffalo, though Buffalo a lot you know weaker defensively. And I guess that is two in a row. Buffalo and San Francisco, two good games. It's kind of consolidated his role as well. I guess I get it with Mixon. It's just like the ceiling isn't huge. Like he doesn't, I don't think he has 30, 30 plus fantasy points in his bag. He only hit that that one time last year uh, with, with that Panthers game, I believe. Let's see. Yeah, he obviously had the 58. Yeah, not a game above 25 last year. So he hasn't had a game above 25. I think Mixon, you know, obviously I put him in the handbill that I did, uh, not knowing that he was going to be this ubiquitous in the uh, in the optimizer. I think that Mixon is a little bit overowned. Like if he's going to be this highly projected and he's going to be a part of like Bengals builds overall, again, ETR, again, really push people towards the Bengals and ETR uh, in some respects, more influential with the sharp drafters. I think that's stochastic, stochastic, kind of a populist projection. Whereas ETR, I think does drive a lot of people who are um, either sharp casuals, so, which might be a little bit of a, uh, an acronym there. That's not the right word. A little bit of a uh, confusing thing to say with that one. Um, boy, that was completely the wrong word. I, <laughs> I'm not on my game in terms of my word choices today. I got a 3 a.m. baby wake up this morning, so that's on me. Um, yeah, so I do think Mixon could be pretty highly owned, and I think the ceiling is questionable. Floor isn't questionable. Like I think he's going to give you 15 to 20, but on a main slate, I would watch out for that one. So that's something I would take back in my hand build. Najee Harris coming up a lot, too. I know Najee's had some usable games lately. Here's another guy. Hasn't crested over 16 fantasy points this year. Um, hasn't been over 20. To, I guess he got there twice that last year. So, but Jalen Warren's taken enough of a role that I don't expect Najee to even have that upside. I, I hate these Sims. I don't, I don't, or these optimized plays. I don't think this is the way I would build at all. Uh, Cardinals coming up a lot. McBride coming up a lot. All right. Let's see what the Sims have to say here. Of course, we will run them in a moment. Let me get everything going here. Of course, Stochastic is going to build 10,000 lineups for uh, for us and have them compete against each other 40,000 times. That is how the Stochastic process goes, so we will see what the Sims have to say here. Houston made Rashad White look good. I guess people are chasing that. That's a fair point. Um, did see a lot of checkdowns for Rashad White. I, I don't know. I mean, Mixon can have a, a checkdown upside, can have a pass game upside, uh, but that is pretty tough. Uh, while it's simulating, by the way, I'm going to give you guys a quick plug here. So this is actually an important one. So uh, probably.com, of course, my baby, where we compile the top sportsbook data or data from the top sportsbooks around the world to determine the true probabilities of every, uh, every event in betting, in betting and then help you price out what the best opportunities are in legal sportsbook in the U.S. So because this is Splash Play and because this is my baby, like I've you know created probably with my best friend from high school, who's our CTO, guy who worked at Amazon, worked at Cabbage, uh, worked at Macy's, all these big spots as an engineer. What I'm offering just Splash Play people, so just you guys who watch the stream and this is probably going to go on in perpetuity but we're going to offer you guys or i'm going to offer you personally i don't know why i say we it's literally just me uh, i'm going to offer you guys the best deal that we have for probably so if you go right now to probably.com slash subscribe uh, we just launched our revenue generating tools so the stuff that like most profitable sorting all of that use the promo code splash at probably.com slash subscribe and you have to register an account first but that promo code splash 50% off of a package right now. So even if you bought a year worth, which is normally 500 bucks, we're giving 50% off of that. Uh, just because A, you know, candidly, we're trying to raise money. So we need to get subscribers in. Uh, but B, because it's Splash Play and because this is my baby, this is my thing I do and dedicate my whole ass to you five days a week, um, I would like to give back to you guys, but also lean on you guys to say, hey, if you support me, I'll give you guys the best deal I possibly can here. And this is basically, basically the same data you're going to find. A lot of great sites out there that I won't name, but our data partner for the legal sportsbook opportunities is Odd Jam, who I'm sure you guys have heard a lot about. So um, we do our best jobs to really make sure that we're creating a great tool and everything we do as well is going to be uh, focused on building really great products, building up pick'em stuff for underdog and for prize picks and for better if you want to go suck off <laughs> the Paul brothers. Uh, but point being though, that's what probably is. It's all about me using a lot of the things I've learned from Stochastic to create a tool where you're just getting good bets from a toilet. Um, that's always the goal there. So go to probably.com slash subscribe and use the promo code SPLASH. That is 50% off. And that's, again, for any package. For If you want to do the monthly $20 one, uh, the monthly $50 one that includes live in-game stuff, and then also the $500 one, which is a full year of live in-game stuff plus any tools that we create. Um, it's a great way to support me. And really, that's like the biggest ask I could make of you guys. But hopefully 50% off makes it more enticing. So go use the promo code SPLASH at probably.com. There we go. There's my plug. 
Like and sub GL this weekend. Yes, indeed. Do all of that. Like and sub and give Spags money. That's <laughs> no, but really for like, like for the love of God, if you have any interest in betting at all, just pay for it. And it, it will pay for itself. Even if you just use it to price bets and see which one's the best option. And again, the tool's only going to get better as we go. The app is only going to get better as we go. So uh, probly.com slash subscribe. And you have to register an account first before you can subscribe. So do that too. Uh, but please, for the love of God, spend money on me. Lavish me in goods. All right, ROI lineups, top ROI lineups. Let's look at them. Highest ROI lineup right now is going to be a Chargers stack, it looks like. Uh, actually, a Chargers plus three. Uh, so what is, that is what won last week for Uticao. Uh, Justin Herbert, Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, Keenan Allen, Quentin Johnston, Jalen Guyton, Evan Ingram, Trey McBride, Commanders, so this is actually pretty clever, and this is very much similar to what Uticao did last week, where basically Nico Collins is going to be a chalky play, or at least that was perception that he had. Um, that he ended up fading Nico Collins, went with a triple stack of guys around him. Here, what we're seeing is we're fading the Keenan Allen. Actually, no, we're not fading the Keenan Allen chalk. We're including the chalk player, uh, but we are getting the triple stack of the player instead. So it's a way to get different, obviously. If you went with Quinton Johnson, Jalen Guyton, Gerald Everett, that's probably too thin to actually have an upside, whereas the Texas offense is a little bit more agnostic. Charters one, though, you do need Keenan Allen to get there. So it's kind of the opposite version, I guess, or not the opposite, but like on the spectrum of the same play, what Uticao did. Uh, so I think that's pretty interesting to see. And obviously, <laughs> these will be my lineups. This data does change around over the course of the weekend, so your mileage may vary. But I do think that one, to me, I wouldn't say it's timeless or anything, uh, but I think that one has some logic that obviously, you know, other value opening up could change things a little bit. But I like the way that looks, too. And Evan Ingram, again, got his first red zone target of the season. Uh, so that is something where at least his usage is coming up a little bit because you need touchdowns to have upside as a tight end. Um, other interesting plays. Let's see, guys. Is there what? What's your bet? Do you think there's a Will Levis lineup in here? Let's let's check it out. Starts with Will Lev. All right, so not in the top 150 ROI lineups, but here's a Will Levis one. Oh, speaking right my right to my language here. Will Levis, Tony Pollard, Alexander Madison, Jamar Chase, DK Metcalf. So look, my brain is a sim. All this talk about brains versus sim, and here it's been all in my head all along. DK Metcalf, DeAndre Hopkins, Chig, Trey McBride, Raven. So double tight end. Actually, is that something I'm curious here? Are we getting a lot of double tight ends? So that is one thing that we talk about a lot for the showdown videos. Uh, at least the stochastic projections heavily pushing towards Hawkinson McBride builds or another tight end with McBride builds. So that's something right away. If you want to get different from at least the stochastic portion of the field, um, these guys, all 25 out of 25 lineups are two tight ends. Uh, so tight end in the flex, you could just not do that. Um, and that'd be one way to get different from at least their projection system. Uh, Will Levis, we looked at him. Who else is like an interesting QB this week? Uh, let's look at a Joe Burrow one. Burrow, Mixon, Madison, Chase, uh, no Cam Akers. Uh, Cam Akers' Achilles injury again out for the year, so Madison should be consolidating that backfield a little bit. So maybe they give Ty Chandler another try. Maybe Dwayne McBride. <laughs> no, no, no chance. Uh, he's still on their practice squad, though, so maybe Dwayne McBride at some point. Uh, Jamar Chase, DK Metcalf, DeAndre Hopkins, Evan Ingram, Trey McBride, Giants. DK Metcalf is coming up a lot, and I'm surprised by that because I kind of felt like DK Metcalf wouldn't project that well after just running bad in the touchdown department and honestly running bad in the target share department as well. Uh, but he's in here, so a lot of DK Metcalf. Uh, Dustin wants to see Kyler. All right, let's see Kyler. I boy, I would not, I would not jump on that train right away. I think the disappointing part for a lot of the Kyler backers, you know, again, he might pay off this week. I don't know. Um, the disappointing part is going to be when he's not as good as Josh Dobbs. Like that's going to be a pretty big kick in the nuts. If you are a Kyler supporter, but Kyler Murray, Joe Mixon, Najee Harris, Keenan Allen, Rondale Moore, Marquise Brown, Trey McBride, CD lamb Raven. So it is a double stack there. Or no, it's a triple, a triple with Rondale too. With the rushing upside Kyler has, I probably wouldn't run out of triple with him. I think it'd be max a double. Um, so a double Kyler Murray, Tony Pollard, Joe Mixon, Brandon Powell, DeAndre Hopkins, Marquise Brown, Trey McBride, CeeDee Lamb, Seahawks. So I've talked about Brandon Powell before and actually kind of a funny tweet tied into that. I think Brandon Powell is actually kind of interesting play. And I think uh, one tweet that I saw was after Brandon Powell caught the game when he touched down for Josh Dobbs and Josh Dobbs had that quote about how he didn't even know his teammates. Somebody out there tweeted, and I wish I'd give him credit, but I don't know who the fuck tweeted it. was like, ah, I'd be, I'd be like Josh Dobbs seeing number four out there and going classic number four. Great, great goal line route. Would love to feed him all game. It's like Josh Dobbs coming in. Like he, he probably knows Jordan Addison. And he probably knows that he's like a highly drafted rookie. But for him, he's like, fuck it. KJ Osborne, uh, I don't know, Brandon Powell, whoever's out there, if you're running a good route, he's going to throw it to him. <laughs> so I don't know. DK is a good play with Geno Stacks. 
maybe. I don't think that Gino has enough of a ceiling, honestly. It would have to be a Gino double at the very least. But um, but yeah, I mean, look, not a bad play for sure. Anything against the commanders, you could talk me into because commander's defense, one of the worst defenses in the league, and has only gotten worse. Again, traded off a lot of guys. Uh, any Goff, St. Brown, Laporta, or Lawrence stacks? All right, let's look at we can look at Goff. I got no issue with that. Of course, we are going to do the Battle Royale in a moment as well, but I'm happy to take requests here. And again, Stochastic Sims, great product. Again, you also can put in whatever you want. You can put in your custom projections over here on this left column. So um, you can make the most out of it, even if you don't want to use their data. So just something to keep in mind. Jared Goff. Here's a Jared Goff lineup. Jared Goff, Tony Pollard, Najee Harris, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Deontay Johnson, double Steelers, uh, Quentin Johnson, Sam Laporta, Trey McBride, Cowboys. Just too much, too tight end shit, man. I really think that, I mean, it's tough because you can't do that this way on the Stochastic Sims, but if you have an Excel sorter, um, which I haven't built for the main slate, I have built for the showdowns, like I would just play lineups that don't have a second tight end. Like just play the highest sim lineups that only play one tight end and see how you do. Because like, honestly, like Trey McBride's fine, but he could also be fine as the lone tight end. I just don't think you need to have Trey McBride in every fucking lineup. Uh, let's also look at the overall exposures. We've seen the Jared Goff ones. I'll look at Lawrence in a moment. Overall exposures of what they're pushing you towards. A lot of Trey McBride. Again, Joe Mixon in 50%. CeeDee Lamb in 41%. And all these guys have positive ROIs too, uh, despite the high exposure. So the Sims definitely is who they want you to play. with These guys right here. Stack exposures. Again, the most two mans with Dak. So... Uh, probably Pollard and Lamb would be my guess with Dak and those kind of builds. Maybe uh, maybe Ferguson too. It could be Pollard and Ferguson, Lamb and Ferguson, but definitely those three. I would imagine you're not getting Brandon Cooks. Uh, the worth pointing out, Mike McCarthy did give a quote about a, them not giving enough touches to Brandon Cooks after replying to a reporter this week. So I don't know. I, I don't know that I would chase that, but it does feel like Dallas wants to be a little more target agnostic, as I've mentioned a few times this week. Uh, Dak, yep, there we go. So Dak everywhere. Yeah, Dak is the highest zone for all this stuff. And Trevor Lawrence coming up uh, with QBs plus three. People want to see Trevor Lawrence, so let's pull him up real fast. And then our guy Sammy wants to see Brock, so we will look at Brock as well. Uh, lineup contains, I'll just put in name. I don't need to say starts with. Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Najee Harris, Amon Ross St. Brown, Christian Kirk, DeAndre Hopkins, Hawkinson, Ingram, Giants. Man, QB plus three with the running back. That feels pretty tough without a bring back from the Niners. And I don't I don't believe that you need bring backs as much as you people thought you used to. Like there's been enough back access to data to say that bring backs can help, but you're more likely to or just as likely rather to hit on a guy that doesn't help as much as a guy that does. Um yeah, Trevor Lawrence. I don't know. I wouldn't do a Trevor Lawrence QB plus three with ATN personally. Brock for our guy Sammy here. Brock, Joe Mixon, Alexander Madison, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Brandon Ayuk, DeAndre Hopkins, TJ Hawkins, and Trey McBride, Cardinals. So QB plus one with Ayuk. No McCaffrey. I feel like I'd be more inclined for one with McCaffrey and a receiver, but I don't think we're getting that here. Here's one. Uh, Brock, McCaffrey, Pollard, Ayuk, Hopkins, Rondale, Sam Laporta, Trey McBride, Cardinals. It's fucking two tight ends, man. I just, I, Whenever you see something like that as a macro trend, I just think you try to avoid it, but we'll see what we do. The Sims are, are copying Uticow, pushing triple stacks now. So that's not actually the case. It was pushing a lot of doubles and triples earlier in the year as well because um, they do simulate well. The issue is just that like the situation hasn't aligned for those actually pay off. So um, they, the Sims always love doubles and triples, but they love them to the point where like I've actually had less doubles and triples because of that fact. All right, we're going to the Battle Royale world, guys. Of course, you can play an underdog as well. Let me flip the little corner read here go to underdog use the promo code splash is back to a 100 deposit match on there and of course you also get a mystery pick them if you sign up on underdog so use the promo code splash for some reason you are on this channel you are not a regular frequenter of what they are doing and also for the love of god get this battle royale why is this battle royale not immediately filling <laughs> four spots left i feel like the battle royales normally fill pretty quickly so you can actually play with me today if you want and honestly probably beat me because i'm not <laughs> that good at battle royales I'm no Pat. I'm no Pete Overzet, of course. Shout out to our partner Pete, of course, uh, who's helped me build the Splash Play universe. And we'll see what happens uh, if we can get him back in the world at some point again. Uh, but great to see him having some success in the battle royales. Two entries in the top seven underdog this past week. So uh, what he did was scroll the F down pretty aggressively after getting his initial core of players. So uh, you know, again, that's the strategy there. They're going to talk about it more. I know the on and off the clock show they do for underdog uh, with Pete and the Badge Bros coming up later today. So check that stuff out if you do want to get better at battle royales because I'm okay at cashing at them. I have not even come close to winning one. I think the closest I've been is like top 25, and that was fucking a mid-ass payout that I got last year. So whatever.
but we do them anyway. I think they're fun. I just, you know, DFS, DFS money burn, man, is heavy, heavy. We got Christian McCaffrey at the 101 here, uh, CeeDee Lamb, Amon Ra there. A lot of guys you can go to. Eckler, maybe a little more contrarian to go to up top. But if he gives me McCaffrey, I'm going to take McCaffrey. I'll tell you that. That Royale form format, I cannot argue McCaffrey. And again, the Niners in a little bit of a desperate spot. So McCaffrey, all the stuff that I thought would happen with uh, McCaffrey getting a little bit less usage, like he still could get hurt. That's still definitely much a very much a risk point. Uh, but I think for McCaffrey, it's now at a point where they need him to keep putting up points. So he is a deserved 101 here. CeeDee Lamb. Everybody at the 102 is going to take CeeDee Lamb, right? I don't know that that's the move. But I took Pollard in my hand build. Let's do Lamb here. So the, if you do bet on Lamb, the expectation with Lamb is going to be that they keep passing above expectation like they have and keep feeding them the last two games. My concern with that is those are two games playing the Rams, playing the Eagles, where you worry about the other team coming back meaningfully and putting up some points. In this game against the Giants, the Cowboys could put up two touchdowns and like the, Cow the Giants are not going to even sniff them unless the Cowboys are turning the ball over left and right. Uh, so in this spot, I do think that CeeDee Lamb comes a little bit more risk, but uh, we'll see what we get back. I think maybe a, maybe a Cowboys double might be in play. About to smoke me in this BR. Tyler here, our, 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 who I believe is the best ball enjoyer, who uh, your takes <laughs> your takes make me think you're not going to smoke me here. But shout out to Tyler, dude. I do enjoy seeing his tweets always. If that is, if that is the correct guy who I'm thinking of. Dallas D will probably outscore any, uh, any offensive weapon. That's also a fair point. But, you know. Can't draft him in a battle royale, right? <laughs> so we got to play the offense. And again, the offense has pushed it to, you know, push it pretty hard, pushed it to the limit the last few weeks. So I think there's a shot they could just want to be that team a little bit more now. Uh, but it's like you just compare, obviously, you know, Rams, Eagles as matchups compared to the Giants. And we know the Cowboys' intentions with Mike McCarthy is like, they just don't want to, they don't want to push it that hard. They like, they want to run it, they want to establish it. So I think CeeDee Lamb does come with some risk. He's got to get there early. Uh, it is okay. You are BB. I thought so. Best ball enjoyer, fun Twitter handle to follow, even though, uh, again, uh, convicted. Convicted is what I will say. That will be my polite way because I do like Tyler. Uh, all right. Tony Pollard. Let's do it this way. Let's do it this way. We're going to build out the Cowboys. I feel like this is probably chalky, so we're going to have to really scroll down aggressively to get unique at a certain point. And I don't know. I guess maybe we don't stack. Maybe that's the thing is, like, we don't take Dak with it. We just run Pollard and Lamb. I struggle with the stuff with battle royales, man. Like for, for a DFS, for a drafting tournament, like I know how this all goes for a battle royale. It's like, you really can get too thin and make it harder to hit the nuts. Uh, if you go a little bit too heavy on a team, I'm going to go, you know what? This is what we'll do. We'll, we'll tie it all together. DeAndre Hopkins here. We're going to get Will Levis as our battle royale QB for freezies at the end. That's how we're going to get weird. So we got the Cowboys alpha. We've got the best parts of the Cowboys that if they score 28 points, you would assume that it could be uh, two touchdowns for Lamb, two touchdowns for Pollard, maybe three and one, but whatever. Um, so I think we're building this the right way. Uh, but obviously Hopkins, you know, decent ADP on him. He's not going to be an undrafted guy. So we're not going with like a, a sneaky stack by any stretch. Maybe we'll go with double. Maybe we'll go double. What does Nick Westbrook Akina have to do to make it an underdog? He probably needs Hopkins. Like, he probably needs a four-touchdown game from Will Levis. And two of them go to Hopkins, two of them go to Westbrook Akina. Which is not impossible. It's a, like, the thing with Will Levis is going to fuck me up for the rest of his career is that if he keeps, like, throwing like he does, throwing downfield as much as he does, I'm always going to remember, like, he did throw for four touchdowns in that one game. <laughs> And it's like, and it's going to really mess with me because I don't think Will Levis, like didn't think he was a good, uh, good QB, at least in the analytics. I look at EPA numbers and all of that uh, expected points added stuff that like he didn't do that in college, at least his last year at Kentucky uh, did throw it deep though. Did, you know, run a little bit, but didn't do anything well. So I don't know. I don't know that's the right move, but it's a move. All right. David Montgomery. We're scrolling down a little bit for him potentially. Let's go. Let's go David Montgomery here. I think David Montgomery is a solid play. Of course, expected back this week after the rib issues. Uh, but I really feel like for David Montgomery, the goal line work being there's a the main thing. I don't expect him to have the same overall volume as he had pre Jameer Gibbs breakout. Uh, but I think David Montgomery in the spot, him getting two touchdowns against the Chargers, because uh, I do expect Detroit to be able to move the ball 
Uh, I think that's firmly in play. So touchdowns are king, obviously, uh, here on underdog. All right, Tyler's squad here, BBE. Kamara, Laporta, Ayuk, Goff. It's a team. Team. I mean, Alvin Kamara, man, you, I, I worry about the usage after this past week just because the Saints have a, a torrid history of falling out of love uh, with Alvin Kamara. So I would worry about that a little bit, but I get it. All right. Need a tight end. Dalton Schultz. What about, no, because we, we didn't take Prescott, so we can't go Jake Ferguson here. Ingram, a solid play. McBride, pretty high in the DFS streets, not getting drafted underdog. Let's go Trey McBride. He's so chalky on DraftKings, he's not getting drafted an underdog. I think that makes sense. And we will close it out with Will Levis and hope that Hefty doesn't want to go Will Levis. Uh, but that seems like that would be unlikely. Levis will have more three-plus touchdown games. Don't fret. I hope you're right, Daniel. I, I hope he does, honestly. Like, I'm willing to be wrong on a guy if he's going to show the traits that I like to see. And for Levis, like, I'm I'm ready to walk that one back. Again, we're heading into week two, and he still doesn't look efficient. Like, I do have to say that out loud. Um, even though he's doing the things that I like, like, it's not like he's killing an EPA. He's a negative 0.13 EPA per dropback guy, negative 0.15 EPA per pass guy, a 60% completion rate. But he does have a high intended air yards, 10.3 intended air yards per attempt. He had seven deep shots per game. So I'm willing to hope. I'm willing to hope. Hefty goes Justin Herbert. Our guy Tyler, a.k.a. Best Ball Enjoyer, goes Quentin Johnson around his team out. And I'll be rounding it out with the illustrious Mr. Will Levis. If he's ever a good QB, you will be buying Will Levi's jeans. <laughs> I don't know. Will is Tony Pollard, David Montgomery, C.D. Lamb, DeAndre Hopkins, Trey McBride. So we didn't take a Tampa Bay run back, which I, I, you can use in battle royals. Again, I don't think you have to. Uh, Tony Pollard, C.D. Lamb scoring points for the Cowboys. David Montgomery getting in the end zone as he moved the ball against the Chargers. And the DraftKings chalk, Trey McBride, who's going seemingly close to undrafted underdog. So uh, Trey McBride, interesting play to go to there. And of course, the pickup, we will close it out with this. Let me make sure that I have the probably window open as well. Uh, of course, again, probably.com slash subscribe. Go, go, go over there. Go have some, have some fun. <laughs> go, go do some good things. Uh, but I'm going to compare uh, the, the underdog rates here to the uh, ones that we have, of course, top of market probabilities uh, for the NFL as well. And basically for underdog, as we talk about a lot here, the most ideal way, the optimal way to build is going to be building a five-way pick'em because uh, that lowers your implied probability to just under 55%. So basically every leg of the pick'em that you build, you want to have about a 55% implied probability. Uh, so that's where a spot like that can work out with probably Christian Watson over. I mean, he avoided he avoided death again this week. God, he, I, I just don't believe in Christian Watson. The issue is like he has had a run bad. Like last week, literally had a touchdown land in his lap amidst double coverage, which didn't pull it down. Uh, his market lines, oh man, the first line I see on probably is uh, Christian Watson under 0.5 player touchdowns with a 76% probability. So I guess we're not going to take the over on his touchdowns no matter what. Longest reception, underdog doesn't do longest reception. That doesn't help me out there. Uh, what other Watson props? 36.5 is the market line with a 47% chance of hitting. You know what? Let's do an emotional hedge here. Christian Watson, lower on 36.5 receiving yards. At least he can theoretically make me some of the money back that he's costing me. Of course, a man that I spent over $1,000 on in best ball drafts this season and in, in best ball mania alone. <laughs> so Christian Watson, uh, we're taking the lower on you and you can go to hell. <laughs> you can go to hell. Look, Seth, if there's any way that I can help you out here, it's probably me taking the under, though, or the lower here on Christian Watson, though. We have been doing okay with the pick'em slips, so I, I accept that. Oh, his line just went up. So oh, you guys are betting him up, huh? Yeah, I'll take the lower on 37.5. That's a it's a great deal. Honestly, that is a pretty good bet to take now, I presume, based on what I just saw uh, with the market line being 36.5 and an under of 47%. Uh, all right, Tony Pollard, I believe in this motherfucker. I'm just going to take the higher on touchdowns. I don't even care what the market probability is. This is actually probably not a good bet to put in a pick -em. Like TD bets, I would rather take uh, an anytime score, I think, on a, a sports betting site if you can. Uh, for a site like this, like the prop implied probability of a touchdown bet is like 
in a good scenario, like 30%. So it's not the kind of one you put in a pick him. But I believe in Tony Pollard. I think this is a spot where he's got to get in the end zone once, even if he doesn't have a good DFS day. It's probably because he didn't get there yardage-wise, but uh, he's still getting five red zone touches a game. So Tony Pollard, to me, is a player that we can go to. All right, you guys are saying Christian Watson going off. I hope so. I hope you're right uh, because pff, fucking he's he's as due as anybody out there. I could say that. Now that Deontay Johnson got in the box, uh, he's about as due as anybody. Other things I believe in this week, Mr. Will Levi's. Let's go here. Uh, all right, well, <laughs> I don't I don't even know if I want to look up the market lines for Will Levis because I don't think it's going to make me happy. <laughs> but we'll do it. All right, Will. Will Levis under 218.5 is a 52% probability. Uh, let me make sure that's the most recent one. Yeah, it says a 1244. Okay. Uh, all right. Hmm. 218.5. Oh, it's up to 20. Oh, boy. It's up to 221 here. So this line has actually moved up. I think that was an older line. Pass attempts. Market line is okay. Under 52% under on 29.5. So we should take the under on pass attempts because he can still have a good day while not hitting a higher on pass attempts. So I'm going to take Will Levis lower on 30 passing attempts. The market line for his pass attempts is 29.5 with a 52% hit rate. And that was updated 1145. I was actually updated two minutes ago. So uh, this line is fresh. You can take that now. Will Levis will take lower on 30 passing attempts because he's so efficient. He doesn't have to keep throwing. That's how we're going to try to operate this one. Make the mental math work out. Uh, who else do I believe in deeply this week? Who else do I want to really plan a flag for i mean i do like mixon and obviously in a pick em, you don't have to worry about ownership like a mixon over on receptions he doesn't have an over on receptions total yards yeah never mind if he doesn't have a higher lower on receptions i don't want to go there i would have taken a higher on like 3.5 receptions i think would have looked pretty good uh, but we don't have that chat help me out here anybody that you guys are believing in deeply trey mcbride projection it's pretty good they don't have a projection prop for him. Four receptions. That feels that feels like a higher. Oh, DK Metcalf. Yeah. All right. He might not have a market because of the possible not playing. Okay, we we have one here. Let's see what the market lines are for DK Metcalf. All right. Uh, the first bet I see, the most probable bet in the Seahawks game this week, Jake Bobo under 0.5 player touchdowns has an 87% probability. But that's, of course, uh, markets currently uh, assuming that Metcalf will go. Metcalf's market line has a 50% chance of over 63.5. It's close. Uh, what about his receptions? Do we have receptions for DK Metcalf? No, first touchdown score. All right, let's do let's do the higher on five. Let's let's do, he's got to catch a ball, right? And if he doesn't play, it'll get scrapped. So that's fine. I uh, will live with that one. Packs out their top three starting QBs or CBs. Take Deontay overs. All right, copper prices again. A man going to Miami as part of the Dog Bowl there. So uh, how could I refuse copper prices? Uh, take Deontay again. The squeaky wheel though for George Pickens. I don't know, man. I know that Mike Tomlin made it seem like a not big deal, but if you're Kenny Pickett. I think you're feeding this motherfucker a little bit more this week uh, just because he is a very important part of that. If, if Kenny Pickett's going to be the QB there for the next five years, I think he's more important to Kenny Pickett than Deontay Johnson is. Uh, but Deontay Johnson, let's see his, his various prop lines. Uh, All right. Deontay. Deontay under 5.5 player receptions has a 55% probability. So you take the higher or lower, and then you're, you know, it's probably not a good enough bet for a pick em. Uh Market line, 59.5 receiving yards. Oh, has that moved? Oh, no, it's as of yesterday. So I, this might have moved on the, on the markets. All right, you know what? Copper Price has said it. Blame him. Here's the final pick em slip, of course, that I can't submit in Pennsylvania, but you can tag me and let me know how it goes. Uh, or just use some of it and fucking put your own picks in. I don't know. The Christian Watson, lower on 37.5 receiving yards. This is how we get back at Christian Watson for all the dogs she's done to us this year. Tony Pollard, 0.5 rushing receiving touchdowns. Higher on that one. This is Tony Pollard's week to get to the end zone, even if he doesn't have a great fantasy day. Do you think he gets a touchdown? Will Levis, lower on 30 passing attempts. Will Levis uh, can be very efficient. In fact, his best 
best game is going to be him throwing 25 passes and calling it a day after throwing for four touchdowns. So Will Levis, we're going lower on the overall passing attempts amount. Uh, DK Metcalf, higher on five receptions. Uh, go go, DK Metcalf. Might not play. Watch his uh, practice status for today. If he doesn't practice today, you're in deep danger of him not playing. If he doesn't play, obviously, uh, JSN is going to take the boost and Tyler Lockett should take a boost and should probably bet uh, their props immediately if you hear DK Metcalf is not available. And Deontay Johnson, uh, Copper Price's uh, premium goal star lock of the week, <laughs> 62.5 receiving yards. Higher on that one. Packers lose on underneath and over the middle passes. All right, Copper Price's, I'm I'm hearing you. I'm, <laughs> so this is Copper Price's bet. Of course, we cannot bet it in Pennsylvania uh, because they care about me and want to protect me from myself. So, uh, but you can play this one here. There's your picks. There it is. Uh, any questions you have, drop them in the chat, I guess. But we probably don't really have any we need to hit on here. Um, again, once one more time, I will quickly pander. Uh, probably.com. This is just for Splash Week people. I'm not going to promote this anywhere else. It's just going to be on the YouTube stream. If you go to probably.com slash subscribe, you're getting 50% off whatever package you choose. That could be a year worth. That could be one month worth. We have packed $20 a month, five, uh, $50 a month. $20 gets you all the pregame markets. $50 will get you our live in-game markets as well. And that's going to be improved as we go. We're still working out some stuff. So give me some grace on that. Uh, a lot of things we are making improvements on on the back end. But go to probably.com slash subscribe. It would help me out a lot. So because uh, we have to fundraise and we have to show that people are willing to pay money for the product. And we're going to start the content rollout for probably on YouTube and Instagram and all that next week. So uh, you're going to hear more. But but you are my Splash Week people. So use the promo code SPLASH at probably.com slash subscribe. Get 50% off of any package on there uh, for your first whatever first month, first, for, first year, whatever the fuck you want to do. If it loses, this was just a joke. That's why you make your betting site called the probably. <laughs> it's, that's what betting is. But it, you know what? If you're going about it as copper prices is with an informed take coming from a place where you research and you get some data and you make your stand, that's what you should be doing. And if you're not going to do that, then you should be using probably and using market data to find the good opportunities. But that's how we go. Seal of a deal. Shout out to Rob here. Appreciate you, Rob. And shout out to the Squirt Squad as well. Would not be able to do the show with them. And I will uh, read the names moving forward every Friday. But uh, yeah, fuck, I'll do it right now. Who cares? Uh, shout out to the Squirt Squad. If these are all the people who've hit the join button here on Splashplay down below, $4.99 a month. Get you the data sheet for me. It'll come out fresh tomorrow morning. Uh, all the data that I look at will be in there. Shout out Mathology, Rupesh, Willis, CLN, Tyler Ross, aka Robert Griffin, the turd. Historical Anomalies, Rob, who's in the chat, Tony Mark. Our guy Mark, it's just Port, Rod B. Throbin, Mr. Mr. Ivan Black, Nick Hedgeland, Jake Twitchell, Aaron D., Rabbit Shitsu, Nez, one of the Badge Bros, Bullock, Consiglieri, Brandon Wagner, Eric Jones, Matt Schwab, Kevin Castro, Go Birds, I am the KY, Sammy, fucking Alpha, Matthew Emerson, and Colin Mann. You guys are the best. Appreciate you all being here. And of course, I appreciate you too for hanging out. So please subscribe before you go. Hit the like button, leave a comment. And I will see you guys next week. Of course, Splash Play marches on Monday to Friday at 11 a.m. And on Sunday, I'll also be on Stochastic at 9 a.m with Matt Bellman. Uh, I haven't done a show with before. I'm doing the first look show. So if you want to get some more unadulterated spags, with another day of thinking about the slate. Uh, you can do that on Sunday morning on Stochastic. Appreciate all you guys being with me. Hope you enjoy your weekends. If I don't take this down, I always hope you do. And I'll see you guys again soon. Enjoy your days. Of course, good luck. <laughs>